podcast with me phil and me paul and on this week's show we're going to be looking at the season nine finale of uh, doctor who and of course that is hell bent and i can't believe it's over already that's all i'm going to say from right from the off that's all i'm going to say yes yeah it's been a it's been a quick series that's what i'm going to say but but put it we've only got three weeks to wait to new doctor who <laughs> That is the good thing. That is actually, yeah. What, so, and then what? Eighteen months till the next? until the next one. Yeah. Well, yeah. If 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 um if everyone thinks that's what's going to happen, yes. Um. But anyway, let's start off with um with some news. Um. Now, unfortunately, we have to start with with some some sad news. Um. Now this would be particularly, uh, I think, for people in the UK, especially of of our age group, isn't it, Paul? Yes. Really, because the actor Nicholas Smith um, has died at the age of 81. Now, for those of you who don't know who Nicholas Smith is, um, he played Camp Leader Wells in Dalek Invasion of Earth. I think it was in three episodes, um, so it says here. Um, but I think for people of mine and Paul's age group, uh, he's best known as playing Mr. Rumbold from Are You Being Served? Um, which was, well, it was a staple in our house. I don't know about yours, Paul, but it, was, it always seemed to be on. It did, uh, yeah. It was, it was, it was evening viewing, wasn't it? It was the light comedy. It was, yes, with lots of stereotypes in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, um, and I think his character, Mister Rumbold, was the butt of many, many a joke in that because he had did have rather large ears, didn't he, Nicholas Smith? Yes. Yes, I think that's probably unfortunately that's probably what he's most known for, but. Um, yes, yeah, so unfortunately, only one Doctor Who um, appearance, um, but I think. As I said, from from our point of view, we just sort of grew up watching him, um, in, you know, in in sort of doing situation comedies such as I being served. But he's also in things like the Saint, the Avengers, the Champions, and Ace of Wands, and Wurzel Gummidge as well. Hmm. Uh, I also didn't know he was also in Z Cars. Yeah, I didn't know that. No, no, I had no idea. I had no idea at all. Um, so yes, quite sad. He was, um, he was the he was the last of the original cast of Are You Being Served, wasn't he? He was. That's quite. Um, which is um. That's quite sad, really, isn't it? Which sort of makes you start to certainly a bit of our age. Then we're suddenly thinking, oh, right, okay, right, okay, yeah, that does sort of draw a line under it, doesn't it? Because all the, yeah. um, the the people that uh, was it, Mister Granger, he was yeah. the first of the cast to, to to die, and he was old then, wasn't he? Yeah, I can't remember. Unfortunately, I can't remember the actor's name, but um, yeah, and then all the his replacements have since died as well. So, <laughs> dear, oh dear, yeah. But even the youngest cast member, Wendy Richard, is, is no longer with us either. That's right. it's quite quite sad, really. So, yes, so there we go. I, I thought, unfortunately, I seems to be we haven't had a sort of many people sort of popping off recently, have we? We've had two on the bounce, which is quite yeah. quite sad. Quite sad. Anyway, let's move on to some some happier things. Um, now, whilst I think the day after we we put out our last podcast, the title for the Christmas special was announced. And it's the Husbands of River Song, which I think everyone should know by now because we've had uh, the trailer on after Hell Bent, didn't we? We had two trailers. We did have that. Was, that was quite weird, that actually, wasn't it? It's almost as if they couldn't make up their mind which one to put out, and so they decided to them both on. Yes, yeah, sod it, put them both out. Yeah, that's that's peculiar. Um, but yes, it, it looks like to be a bit of a romp, doesn't it? As as we suspected. 
Yeah, well, I wondered actually because the running time for Hellbent was originally sixty-five minutes, and it wasn't, was it? In the end, I don't think. Um, didn't they when they put out the thing before Heaven Sent said it was going to be Heaven Sent was going to be fifty-five, and Hellbent was going to be sixty-five. That's right. Yeah, and I don't think it was. I think it was literally just the hour, wasn't it? Uh, and what are the rest of it was made up of? Um, next time, so that trailers. may be why. <laughs> Why they then put the two trailers together was to fill the time. Now, whether it was re-edited... Or it could have been. Do you I know, know, I wasn't paying attention to the clock, actually. I've got to be honest. I really wasn't paying attention. Hmm. But okay. It's only because I had to watch it again. Well, I didn't have to watch it again, but... No. Well, I, had, I watched it again, and I had to, to do that, I had to watch it on my iPad via the iPlayer. Oh, right, OK. Which sort of tells you how long is left and how hmm. long the programme is. And that was only, saying an hour. Oh, okay. So, unless, it's, unless it was edited for iPlayer. Oh, it might have been. I don't. I must admit, I, I didn't. They would have bothered. No, no. Hmm. Okay, so, that's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, so, no, what, so, what, so, what's the runtime? I would have, time would have, have double checked it if I'd have thought about it, actually. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know what the runtime is for this Christmas special. I'm assuming it would be an hour. They yeah. usually are, aren't they? Yeah, I think the next program, it's, it's 5.15 on Christmas Day. And the next program, 6.15, I think. Ah, right, okay. So you reckon this one's going out at five fifteen? I think it was five fifteen. I thought I saw. All right, okay. I haven't actually sort of bothered to look that up. So that'll be the earliest Doctor Who's been on since well the nineteen seventies, I think. <laughs> yeah, just to make up for the fact that they've been going out, which obviously shows you that we we said didn't we last week that this one, from what reports of it, this one looks like it's going to be back to the sort of Christmas light-hearted romp. Mm, yeah, which may suggest why it's. They've come back to. They can go back to oh, an right. earlier time. Okay. Well, maybe we'll. Um... In more ways than one. Yes, indeed. <laughs> oh, maybe we'll sort of com- sort of confirm that as uh, when we do our next uh, our next podcast. But uh, hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, now, some other sort of news from the BBC. There's a channel called BBC Entertainment, which the BBC sort of um, broadcasts out to a number of uh, countries in Central and Eastern Europe. Um, and they announced, um, well, today actually, um, on Tuesday the 8th of December, that um, they've announced the closure of this channel. Um, and it's going to be replaced in favour of a high-definition channel called BBC First, uh, which apparently has been, as it says here, steadily rolled out across global markets. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't actually say when um, it's going to um, roll out across across Central Eastern Europe. But BBC Entertainment will close down as of the 1st of January 2016. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it seems to be... Why we're announcing this is because that this is... I think where Central and Eastern Europe got their Doctor Who fix. Um, and apparently it's... Um, got a, a Guinness World breaking... Or Guinness World Record of Broadcast Achievement for Day of the Doctor. So, yeah, and it says the final scheduled broadcast uh, for, for Doctor Who for this year will be the time of the Doctor... On Monday, the twenty eighth of December, um, which says it's in the early hours of the morning as well. Yeah. Hmm. So, so for all our Central and Eastern Europe um, listeners, if there are any, I don't know if there is, but um, yeah. So, so yeah, it looks like you're gonna have to wait a bit longer um, until BBC First is, is is announced, and whenever you're gonna get your next Doctor Who fix. Hmm. I can't think they they leave it too long if they're uh, to bring up between doing it to the next one because they just lose viewers in between well exactly exactly yeah I was what I didn't know there's BBC Entertainment in Latin America ceased broadcasting Doctor Who earlier this year as well um, because the those rights have passed to the sci-fi channel next year hmm 
Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Sci-fi, obviously spelled S-Y-F-Y. Yes. Yeah, which still annoys me. <laughs> it still annoys me. They haven't showed any Mystery Science Theater 3000 on there since about 1998 either. So. <laughs> they never even showed the last episode in the UK. Unbelievable. But Perhaps they showed on BBC first. Maybe they will be. <laughs> that would be ironic, wouldn't it? But uh, Anyway, now, um, DVD news. Now, some weeks ago now, we uh, mentioned the North American release for The Underwater Menace. Um, now, they said that it will be getting a release on January the 19th uh, next year. Um, but at the time, BBC Entertainment hadn't actually confirmed that release date. Now, there's another report coming out, um, and it's gone via so Amazon.com. They've now updated their page to show that the Underwater Menace will now be released in North America on March the 1st. But again, no official confirmation has been released by the BBC. Or Warner Home Video, as it says here as well. I'm assuming they must have the rights to, to show it. So, um, weird again. Why? Unless, unless, yeah. yeah, why? Hmm. Why is it taking so long just to release it? Hmm. It's not as if there's any rights issues. There's no music in it they can't clear. Yeah, yeah I don't, don't understand that. Mm. Mm. It's just very odd. Very, very odd. Very, very odd. Now, um, Bonham's Entertainment Memorabilia Auction. It's that time of year again. It's a, it, apparently it's a, a traditional uh, December Entertainment Memorabilia Auction, as it says here. And this will take place on Thursday, the 10th of December. Was that a dog barking I heard in the background? It is. Yeah? It is the dog, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Bonnie. <laughs> yes. We're try- trialling her, and this decision makes more sense than Tony. <laughs> well, so le- far, yes, I think yes. is the answer. I think you'll find there's, there's less hair left on the sofa afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, now, they um, Bonhams, they do this Doctor Who auction each year. Um, now it's high, uh, sort of like it sells of stuff from Doctor Who, Torchwood, and Sarah Jane Adventures, and then again there's some um, sort of classic series um, stuff that pops up now and again, and, and this year is no different. Um, so just to give you a sort of an idea, there's um, Lot 69. It's an original prop, and it's the Yeti homing device from Web of Fear. Now this is estimated to go uh, for between two thousand to three thousand pounds. So that seems to be. I'm assuming that's the re- the reserve price. Yeah. On that one. Um, then there's Lot 70. It's an original um, eggshell photon drive prop from Creature from the Pit. Uh, and that's estimated to go for 1000 to £1,500. There's two use um, circus posters or prop circus posters from The Greatest Show in the Galaxy. Uh, they're estimated to go between £500 and £700. Um, and there's a, a collection of costumes for John Barrowman's Captain Jack Harkness. Um it does say very single item, including shirts. Some soiled. <laughs> you wouldn't expect you expect anything less from John Barrowman, really, would you? <laughs> a collection of clothes from John Barrowman <laughs> from people who have been lucky enough to meet him. Oh, dear. Now they're, they're just, expect- <laughs> just before their partners came home. <laughs> Well, these are expected to go for between five hundred and seven hundred pounds. And lastly, the highlighted one in this particular um, news link: it's a large collection of costumes for Elizabeth Sladen um, as, a, as a Sarah Jane Smith, and these are from uh, the Sarah Jane Adventures. And uh, they are going um, estimate between five to seven hundred pounds. So yes, there's a quite a long list of other um, other bits and pieces here as well. Um, 
most of the costume stuff is from Torchwood and Sarah Jane, basically. But uh, I, I see she at least managed not to soil her clothes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, as you, you'd expect, nothing less from her. No, no. Well, I, I expect that all the clothes from Torchwood have been soiled. I thought <laughs> it was just wall to wall sex all the time, wasn't it? Come on. <laughs> Also, no, I'm not going to go any further than that, actually. Um, yeah, so I don't know if... Is this for charity or something? I can't remember the, the Bonhams auction. I can't remember if it's for charity or not. Or is it just going out to collectors? I honestly, I honestly can't remember. And people like sold um, items of John Barrowman's clothing. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. Okay, now... Um, Whoever, whoever's got them has, has, gets an opportunity to sell them. It's really Yes, great. indeed. Yeah, on the, straight on eBay. Uh, now, the... Overnight viewing figures. Yes, it's stats. It's stats. Um, I was going to say, for the last time this year, I'm going to say, for the stats for the last time this year, um, the overnight viewing figures uh, for... I was going to say, well, that depends on when we, when we do our Christmas special one, I suppose. Well, it, I, I, yeah, we'll come to that later, shall we? Yeah. We, we, I said, we, as of, um, I did sort of post on um, Facebook and on Twitter, we do have an announcement about sort of moving forward with this podcast. Um, so, anyway, yes, the overnight viewing figures for Hellbent uh, was 4.8 million viewers, uh, which meant it had a 21.5 share of the total television audience. Um, and it also said that the Doctor Who's figure was slightly inflated by the late running with Strictly Come Dancing. It did run Ooh. slightly overrun just by a couple of minutes, so I, I seem to recall now. But... Well, so those people who watched the end of Strictly... Come dancing, but they added Doctor Who figures. Well, it looks like it must have been. <laughs> it doesn't care what program comes on; it still gets the that program that was meant to be on at that time. Still gets the viewing figures. I know it's ridiculous, isn't it? That's ridiculous. <clears throat> now the AI for Hellbent was eighty-two, hmm. which isn't too bad actually. I thought it would have been a bit a bit higher, personally. Again, it's it's just it's a, a part of a. Three-part story, isn't it? So. Yes, indeed, indeed. Now, last week we said about talking of which, um, heaven sent. I mean, when you when you see what top top the ratings for the day or the AI for the day was Dad's Army. Yeah. Now, yeah, I, I deliberately uh, missed that, but that, that's saying something, really, isn't it? Yeah. Mind you, it is I mean, a classic. I'm not. I'm not going to knock it. No, I mean, honest. I'm not. No. But I'm just sort of saying that's the sort of thing that your, your casual viewer is going to watch and enjoy. Yeah. Indeed. Doctor Who may not be. And for those of you who are interested, Dad's Army scored an AI of 88. Yes. Hmm. Which episode was it? <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, okay. Now, um, as I began so a minute ago, the official ratings for Heaven Sent uh, had a final consolidated rating of 6.19 million viewers, uh, which made it the seventh most watched program on BBC television, fourth overall for Saturday. And finished twenty seventh in the chart. Now that's that's a severe upswing because it did have quite a low figure, didn't it? Because I think word I think word of mouth must have got round for this one, so yeah. how, how great it was. And there was a that's quite a, a big upswing. Um, but again, it doesn't include it, it got, it got ahead of the Antiques Roadshow and pointless celebrities, didn't it? Yes, for the first time ever, I think. So it's really just the soaps. And I'm a celebrity. I mean, I'm a celebrity. Yeah. I mean, um, took three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. In the in the um, in the chart, so that that just trounced everything, really. ITV had a bloody good week that week. Yeah. Well, but that's finished now. So let's let's see what. Uh... Country file. Country file. Yes. Oh. 14, that's the one that gets me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Ah, no, I mean, 
decent program and all that, but I wouldn't have thought it was the, the must-watch TV of the week. No, I wouldn't have thought so. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I thought we'd be, I thought we'd be judging Country Fire wrong all these years, mate. We're just, we're just too much town folk, aren't we? I think it's probably loaded with sex and violence. We never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. I very much doubt it. Oh, dear. Right, okay, then. Uh, that's it for the news. Now, before we get on to uh, Tat's corner... Is <laughs> John Craven still doing it? <laughs> I think, do you know what? I think he does now and again, actually. <laughs> I just I, actually, I just remembered uh, Bob Mortimer's um, impression of John Craven, and he ended up turning into a Dalek. <laughs> Because John Craven did start talking like that and goes, <laughs> as he says, he's gone, he does sound like a Dalek. <laughs> Nick, watch Country Files, see if John Craven's on there, and you will see he does talk like a Dalek. And <laughs> see if he's into sex and violence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Right, now, before we move on to Tat Corner, because there is a couple of items to Tat this week. Um, we said last week that we had an announcement um, about sort of like the future of this this podcast, really. And as you know, the last sort of or since you know beginning of this series, we've been sort of gone gone back to having um, weekly podcasts. Um, now, before that, obviously we were doing three weeks on a week off, and then three weeks back on again. Um, yeah. Now, however, we're going to have to uh, change our schedule slightly um, because it's becoming. More and we're more, too lazy. We're too lazy. No, it's becoming more and more... Well, there is that, actually. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it's becoming more and more difficult for us to put out um, sort of a regular, sort of regular every week, really, uh, regular content. Um, and it's becoming more... I have to book the dog in advance. And you do, yes. <laughs> yeah, so uh, what we're going to be doing from now on, our recordings will be, will be every other week now. So it'll really be sort of like two podcasts a month. Uh, we'll be releasing um, just because it's we haven't really got the time to sort of watch something in the course of a week now have we no. <laughs> and especially with like books and and um, and sort of the, the, the series retrospectives and um, and big finish audio stuff as well we just need a bit more time to actually soak it all up and um, and really get and get together because it's it's becoming a bit of a a bit of a pain to get together now to record isn't it Yes. Yes. So we're sort of easing off a little bit and going one, you know, every other week. Um, that's sort of me and Paul recording together. Um, however, there will be some sort of additional content during the course of next year as well, because I'm going to be resurrecting um, the companion specials that we kicked off uh, just prior to Series 9 uh, beginning. Um, so that's going to sort of continue next uh, next year. And I've already got a, um, a couple of people lined up to interview so that's um that's that's all um all there to come and there's also um i'm also toying with the idea of doing some short stuff for our youtube channel as well which paul doesn't know anything about that he's probably just going hey what are you talking about that's the first i've heard of this you're gonna say it now <laughs> no, no, no yeah it really is the first I've heard of it. <laughs> yeah so i've been bulling over some ideas so um yeah, so it won't be anything too regular. Just once in a while, because obviously video takes a bit more um, effort to do than a an audio thing. But um, but yeah, so I think just to reassure people who thought we were we're going to sort of like jack it all in completely, we're not. Um, we're just going back to every other. We're just going to do an every other week schedule with yeah. the with the odd bit of um, other stuff filling in gaps as well. So um, <laughs> until our next announcement. Yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> Well, the thing is, we 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 haven't done a commentary for a long time, and that, now I think that's the thing that that sort of um, 
sort of bothered us the most because we haven't had Tony on the podcast for a long time. No. And we and it's just the fact we, we enjoy doing the commentaries and we just haven't been able to do one. We just can't get together. Um that's the that's the problem. So but at least let's hope the boat basically that I've now got a dog and tones a postman, so it's just never gonna work. <laughs> You know, they could be the best of friends, Paul. <laughs> you never know. They could be the best of friends. Um, yeah, so we don't know when we're going to do our next commentary, um, but let's hope we can do them before March next year because that's going to be our fifth anniversary. So yeah. we, we usually do a, a commentary for, for our anniversary podcast, So, which I think was that, wasn't that our last podcast, uh, our commentary. <laughs> no, we, we did definitely, we must have done one in June, July because we always do one on the hottest day. <laughs> Yes, we always get the bloody timings wrong, don't we? But uh, oh dear. Okay, so that that's what's coming up. So rest assured, folks, we're not going anywhere. Um, that may have pleased some people, who disappointed a majority. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, um... <laughs> the bunting's coming down. <laughs> right. Okay, everybody. So um, that's it for the news. That's it for our news. But coming up right now is Omega's Tech Corner. You pester me with trinkets. Now, um, two items of tat, as I said at the beginning. Now, first up, we have some more festive jumpers. Well, one festive jumper, to, uh, to be exact. This is a, um, a Cyberman Christmas jumper from a company called Numskull. Um, yes, it's, it's the same colour as that TARDIS uh, jumper we, we mentioned the other week, isn't it? Yeah. And, and this is a, um, an official BBC product. Um, it is a unisex design. It's a crew neckline with ribbed trim. Um, sorry, is this a jumper or a condom? I don't know what I'm, what I'm actually discussing. <laughs> um, it's, it's available in seven sizes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and of course, Paul, it's 100% acrylic. Oh, yes, there you go. Um, yes, it's I just... Said there's one picture of it, though, in amongst the pictures. that It looks decidedly darker. Uh, yes, it looks like uh, more of the TARDIS blue than the shocking blue. Yeah, that this uh, this one is. Hmm. Okay. Does that mean it comes in two colours, or did they just get the colour contrast wrong on that photo? I think they got the colour contrast wrong because it just says geeky cool design. It doesn't say there's actually two colours to choose from. No. Hmm. Okay. Well, I must admit, it, it, it seems to be the thing this year is is very garish Doctor Who jumpers in that colour. Yeah. Seems to be the thing, but yeah, basically it's got a big Sidemen head, a few Tardises on there, a few snowflakes, and it says "Delete Christmas." Hmm. Mm. Yes. Okay. We might put that up on our Facebook group um, after this. After this goes out. Uh, now, the next uh, item of tat. Now, this one is for um, all those, all, all you model makers out there. Uh, this is from a company called Mooncrest. Can you say that, Phil? You're, you're eyeing this now. Aren't oh, you? I am eyeing this. I'm. I'm. Sorely tempted with this one. Um, it's from a company called Mooncrestmodels.co.uk, and they've done a model kit of a Mark One Time Con or the Time Console. They call it a Time Console. It's the console from the from the first Doctor's uh, TARDIS. Um, it is one sixth scale, um, so it consists of 180 cast resin, styrene, and metal parts. It also has printed glossy dull and meter details and water slide decals, uh, complete with photographic assembly instructions. Um, that is some kit, actually. It's 27 metres tall. Um, and 27 no- centimetres tall, did you say? <laughs> 27 <laughs> centimetres. No, it's 27 metres tall. It's life-size. Um, <laughs> and, and it's... And it's twi- Your house would have to be bigger on the inside. Wouldn't it? The family have to move out for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Um, and it's 29 centimetres tall with the time rotor in the, in the top position, 34 centimetres in its widest point, um, and table edge height of 14 centimetres. Um, now this you have to, it's all unassembled, it's unpainted, you have to build it yourself and paint it, and it doesn't come with glue or paints. And it's as a basic understanding of garage kit assembly is an advantage. Now, it's a beautiful looking kit, uh, but here's the kicker. It is £175 for a model <laughs> it, it kit. It was all going so well for you until then, wasn't it? It was. But then again, I'm the person who paid £120 for a Predator model kit a few yeah. years ago when there was only 80 of them in the country. So, yeah, that's how um, that's when I was a serious um, model maker. Um, but I didn't have to justify it to a wife. No, I didn't. <laughs> My money was mine. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. But unfortunately, this is currently out of stock as well it doesn't actually say when it's back in stock but it is, it is a beautiful looking model um and it is incredibly well detailed and extremely accurate as well it really is <laughs> you're talking yourself into it aren't you oh i am it looks gorgeous it looks absolutely gorgeous i'm, I'm severely tempted with this one i really am <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh well oh well maybe one day Maybe one day. They've got to come back in stock anyway for I can bloody well buy one. Uh, there we are. Okay, everybody. So that's it for the news, and that is it for Tat Corner. So uh, coming up next is our review of Hellbent, the series finale. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, this is it. This is the series finale. And, of course, we're going to be talking about Hellbent. The hybrid. I think it's time to tell the truth. I heard the Doctor had come home on Solas Farrows. What's he up to? The hybrid is a creature thought to be crossbred from two warrior races. I know I went too far. You have broken every code you ever lived by. On my command! Is it true? She's my friend. Next into Sector 52, Extraction Chamber 7, Regeneration in Progress. And I have the the honour of rounding this series off, don't I? Yes. I certainly do. Um, well, I'm going to say from the off, I don't think this was the episode we were expecting. No. It wasn't, was it? I think we were expecting a action-packed... The Doctor takes over Gallifrey or brings Gallifrey to its knees in his anger um, at what had been done to him in uh, Heaven's Sent. And what we actually got was really a character piece, wasn't it? Yeah. I, it, it was just, I don't know. I, I don't know what I was expecting, actually. It wasn't this. <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't this. Um, but I don't, I, where to begin with this one, Paul? Where to begin? Um so I'm glad it's you going first. Yeah, I, I really don't know where to begin because there's so many, there's so many good bits to this, but I don't know if it actually makes a good story. Yeah, shall shall, shall we? Shall I start with? Go on. Yeah. One of the things I dislike. Go on. Is go on. the second part of an episode that starts nowhere near where the first one finished. Uh, like, do you, what do you mean in the? Um, As in, we suddenly get in the diner. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. And I you know, I understand why it was done, but you just sort of okay, yeah, I just I just quite like stories to go, I don't know, if I just would have preferred it to have gone sort of linear. A bit more linear. Yeah, I, yeah. This this was sort of that thing that they always seem to do when there's a very sort of 
portentous, um, I can't even say that right, but you know what I mean, um, sort of episode, it always start, usually starts off with the voiceover. Mm. Um, and this was kind of like that again, wasn't it? It was sort of like speaking about things that, that have, have happened. So yeah, it was, yeah. It was, we've, we've basically got the story in flashback, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So it's it so the beginning in the in the diner was kind of like the usual voiceover you get at the beginning, sort of like you know, you know, a long time ago, this you know, there was a time lord, and you know, so I, I didn't mind it, and I must admit I, it, that sort of confused me a little bit, as I obviously as as a, as an opening, it just sort of confused me. Um, yeah, so then it's sort of like then the story sort of got going, and I actually thought. The bit when the dots on on Gallifrey and he finds the barn and everything and the music and everything uh, put together and the, and the villagers it put me on a, of a spaghetti western. Yeah, and I think it was meant to be, wasn't it? It was the sort of I suspect that that's what they was trying to portray there. Yeah, because he it he was, was the well, he was like a man with no name, wasn't he? He, yeah. he wasn't talking to anybody and he just sort of sat down and he sort of sat down like Lee Van Cleef eating that big bowl of um, stew, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Was it the good band? He didn't like his pipe on a, yeah. on a passing time member of the High Council. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. Um, no, I, I quite like that, and I, I like the music um, that, especially like the whistling and the, and the tolling bells and, and and things like that. So that's um, that that was going sort of drawing a line in the sand. That was very very sort of spaghetti western sort of thing to do. Yeah, um, just back without saying anything. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah, I just liked it. I just, I just like that bit actually. Um, I like the sort of procession of people that arrived to sort of talk to the doctor. And he, wa- he wasn't going to be happy until Rassilon himself turned up. Um, Rassilon, Donald Sumpson is a good actor, but I, I thought the the actor and the character was a little bit wasted. Obviously, this is going to be set up for something in the future. It was just, it was just too weak. Yes, it was. I mean, I, I mean, I like the idea. That of, was the problem, and I know, I know it was sort of just to get it through, and they needed to. This bit needed to. It, the feeling you had with this, the problem I have with that whole scene and everything, is the mm. fact that you knew that it was just there to get get it out of the way. Yeah, because he wanted to get to the bit where he brought back Clara. Yes, really. That that was it. Um, so you got a feeling that that was just rushed. The whole bits. Of, I mean, the only bits on that was how many. The only good line in that was how many regenerations did we give you because i've got all night other than that it was yeah i don't know it was just a bit yeah I... you just gave up without not in i know everything that was going there it's just i just didn't seem to ring true with me. i don't know what i'm what I mean by that but yeah well i mean, I mean everyone everyone loved this episode and i'm i'm i, I think the moment we're, we're both sort of being a bit of a, a downer on it but i said that's what i mean there was some good bits in it but I don't yeah. think I don't think the good bits made it a good hole, if you know what I mean. It just felt like it was being rushed. Yeah. Which, having spent a whole episode on the previous last week on mm. just the Doctor, they then seemed to feel like they were just cramming too much in, trying to cram too much into this. You felt you could have played out the episode with the President as one episode, and then. The bit with Clara as another. Mm. Yeah, I, I do. I do sort of get get what you mean there. Um, yeah, I just I just thought Rassilon was wasted. You know, I thought the whole yeah. the whole time was Gallifrey itself. The Doctor had found Gallifrey again. 
And, 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 and actually, I've got... Priest, I got they'd unfrozen themselves. I didn't want to ask them because it didn't want them to feel... Make, them, make themselves feel too clever. Which was a good line, but it's just sort of how everything was just passed over. Yeah, well, I couldn't... Un- what I could understand that they sort of gave the Doctor another regeneration cycle... And then they treat him like this. Yeah. And then the Doctor, the last end of the last series, the Doctor was incredibly upset about not finding Gallifrey after Missy tricked him. Um, and okay, he was extremely pissed off after being locked in, in his own uh, confession dial for, was it, four billion years or however long it was. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it, I don't know. It just seemed a bit, to me, it just it felt a bit of a mess, that bit, to yeah. be honest. I, I don't know. I don't know. But... Um, but what I just, oh, but, but, just felt there was just too much undoctor like stuff in this episode. Yes, there was. I'll, I'll come to that um, in a minute, actually, because um, I like the bit about all the all the the um, the Gallifrey Gallifrey guards chucking their rifles down and siding yeah. with the Doctor. Um, I quite I quite like that. Um, but then it just sort of skipped to wrestle on gone. Even the put down your weapon, and he puts his spoon down. Yeah, so obviously the. The link back to Robert Robert of Sherwood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so then it just sort of skips to the thing about the you know the hybrid. Um, but should we should talk about that now? Because that, that sort of well, we, I, I think this. I think this is the actually this is the a, problem, a, isn't a, it? Either 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 weak wrestle on. Yeah, and B the whole hybrid thing just it doesn't work for me. No, it I'm didn't. Really, it didn't really come to anything, did it? Um, it did. It, it seemed like a lot of clever ideas, and then he wasn't quite sure how he wanted to to end it. Yeah. So we get several theories put out by the characters themselves, mm. and that's it, including the half human, half time law doctor. Well, I'm glad they mentioned it, but didn't actually do anything with it it's yeah. yeah i just like they just sort of yeah as, as a as as i, I no, sort of presented it as a rumor yeah rather than than fact yeah 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 i, I like the fact they haven't ignored that because i think if they it's out there now because the you know the doctor who the movie is canon whether hardcore fans like it or not mm. um that statement is there um and i just like the way it was addressed in this really i just liked it it was just a passing comment and sort of you know yeah, not really explained, as you said. It's a rumor. It was a theory. Yeah, you know of um, yeah. of a shielders or me, what you want to call her. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's the, the whole. Um, I, I mean, I was off on my my um, theory about the hybrid, wasn't I? Yeah. I, well, I was right. But it was the Doctor, but not the re- the, the the reason was wrong. But um, mm. yeah, yeah. So then we so we get to the bit where the Doctor extracts Clara. From from her time stream at the point of her death, um, I like the fact that the the time lords can can do that. But the first yeah, I mean, thing it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it does. Um, but <laughs> unfortunately, the first thing I thought of when I saw the extraction chamber and the time lords where you know, the operators of in the chamber wearing white, I just thought of Wonka vision. <laughs> so. It was it was like it was straight out of Willy Wonka at the Chocolate Factory. It was it was like all like all the Umpalumpas dressed in white, you know, with the bit with Mike TV. It looked to me it looked exactly like that. So I just straight <laughs> like so it kind of ruined it for me because I just thought Wonka Vision. <laughs> oh dear! But again, this this I think probably where I think a few people have had problems with this, and that it brings back Clara. 
when we were told she's yeah. we we've seen her die and i think i think that it's ruined that episode for me now um it's it's ruined the impact of her dying in that story we all sort of knew she'd be back and she was back in last week's episode and that worked because it yeah. was all done sort of like it's like a dream state sort of thing uh but nope she's back um and now she's traveling around in her own tardis as well yeah with with um a shield there so um and, and part of me thinks on this that the adult part of me thinks no that's you know, i really wanted her to be dead not not from a point of view of anything to do just from a point of view of a drama thing that mm. was a good ending to a yeah goodbye. Yeah, but the other part of me thinking it, that does now come to my, my my thoughts on. So what you don't want is a happy ending in a kids program. Yes, or a fa- or family entertainment. Family entertainment. Yeah. What is wrong with a happy ending in family entertainment? Well, nothing really. But I don't. No. Or do you mean an unhappy ending in family entertainment? Because it, it's you know Doctor was all supposed to be educational and people die. Yeah, and friends die unfortunately. So and and family and everything. So I know, but they, yeah, they're going to learn that anyway. So I know, don't, but don't, don't force it down their throats. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it robbed the character. Really, I think everyone was pleased. Like, certain people were pleased that that that, that Clara was back. They well, yeah. Um, and, I'm, and and I love the character of Clara. This this is why I'm in a, in a real quandary because I'm not one of the Clara haters. Um, I mean, the only the only you know, the only person. Throughout this story, this week's story, that's anywhere near true in you feel and straight down the line is Clara. Yes, yes. Everybody actually. else, you just feel is just not them. Well, I'd say the only character who wasn't really was the was the, was, 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 the, was the Doctor. You, I can't really say the same for the others because we don't really know them. Um, oh, like I the, mean, I, oh, I mean, I quite liked the General as well. Yes, I, I like the General character. Um, now. Do you think that was okay? We'll, we'll, we'll come to his regeneration um, in a minute, but again, it comes back to what you're saying about things, that people doing or characters doing things out of character. Yeah, the doctor shooting him. Yeah, that is. I'm sorry, that bit I really disagree with. The doctor does not shoot people. Yeah, I mean the whole thing has been well, other other than the odd Cyberman. Yeah, I, I know. I know that he said, you know, that what the links he's gone to. What have I done? Yeah, you know he's he's. But this is this is to show that he's basically has been driven. Yeah, slightly. And I know I know he asked the general, "What regeneration are you on?" Yeah, you know, to make sure that he was sure. still. Yeah, um, but it's still, it's still wasted a life of his. Yes, indeed. You know, um, he may not. All right, if you say that he didn't kill him, but he certainly would have could have shortened his life by hundreds of years. Exactly. Yeah, I I just really didn't like that bit at all to be honest but then of course uh i think this is the, i think this was moffat um and what... you almost think that's in there just so that they can put in the next time trailer uh for last week's one a regeneration scene well yes that got people talking didn't it yeah yeah, yeah. now what i was going to say was uh, was this moffat's way of winding up those fans um who don't like you know, men regenerated into women and or white people into black people because he he made a white male regenerate into a black female. Um, yeah, I mean that 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 is not that is the least of my problems with this. Exactly, not a problem to me at all. No, I think uh, I think it no, might be to certain no, people, but yeah, got no problem with the general's character in either. Well, I like the fact that it was that was, that 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 
male regeneration was the only male regeneration of that time, Lords. Yeah. Like, I'm back to normal now. You know, yeah. um, how, how can you, you know, I don't know how you manage all that. E- was it all that ego? Yeah. She said. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I like the, the characters in both, both incarnations. Really, I, I just I just like the, the character, the general. The, that's the other problem I have with this as well, because the general was the only person that was on the doctor's side, and he shoots him. Yeah, or her. What do you want to say? Um, that, yeah, that that was really peculiar. I know it was it was stressing that the doctor was going to lengths he would never usually go to to save the life of his friend. Yeah, but that that just didn't sit well with me at all. That bit, no. it really didn't. It really didn't. Yes, I, I don't really know what to, what to go for next. Really, I suppose sort of like I, 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 the next thing, the the, the cloister wraiths, and, and you know, with the in the, the matrix and everything. Um, nice idea, uh, but totally wasted. Um, they didn't do anything, did they? No, but it's I always suppose... this this threat of don't go in the middle of the room, and you never mm. actually saw what happened if you did go in the middle of the room. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't too bothered with that, actually. I, I thought that was fine. That, 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 that was incidental. And in an episode which I already thought they was trying to rush, it didn't need that to be well, anything you, other than spelt out. Well, if you introduce a threat, to my mind anyway, if you introduce a threat, you've got to make use of it. You've got to demonstrate that threat. You've got to demonstrate why it is such a threat. And they didn't. No, 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 that didn't bother me. I have to say, that didn't bother me. That was, no. I thought I'd, that was quite nice. I quite like the idea of that. I did like the... And I did like the Dalek asking to be killed. Yeah. If that's sort of to sum up the the horror of that area. Yeah, possibly. Possibly, yeah. I like the... Th- actually, the one thing that I did like was the Weeping Angels. When it moved, those vines went with it. It was like yeah. the vines were still holding it back. It couldn't quite move where it wanted to. So I like the fact that even Weeping Angels couldn't sort of move around on a, on a whim in there. So... um yeah, so yeah, it just didn't really sort of. And I do quite much like the explanation. Us. I quite like the explanation of what the confession dial was. Yeah, yeah, I did as well. Actually, yeah, it's not, not for the you know before you're uploaded into the matrix. Um, it's oh, for you, I, yeah, to put to put to rest all your fears and. Yeah, I like that. Whatever. That's what, that's what I mean. There was some good bits in this, but for me, it just didn't hold up as an episode. I'm sorry, yeah. it just it just it was, didn't yeah, for me. It really it, it, there was there was too many ideas floating around. And yeah, as I, yeah, as you said, I don't think it really it left and, and ended up just not answering any questions at all, which we know Moffat likes to do. Yes, but it does leave a fairly unsatisfactory taste in the mouth. Mm, yeah, I I know what you mean. End. I know what you mean. Yeah, it's um, thing is, I don't visually I, good. Oh, it's, oh, it's visually good. It's fantastically acted as usual. Yeah, I mean, extremely well directed. I mean, I love that um, the, the the shot um, Rachel Taylor did at the end, where the, the the that tracking shot round the Tardis rotor. Yeah, I love that. That looked great. That looked utterly fantastic. Um, I like some of the shots she did, which I'll come into in a minute about in the original Tardis console room. Um, the mm. shot like Clara walking behind the time rotor. Um, it looked like she was walking out of like a out of a mirror sort of thing. It was it was fant- really well shot. Yeah, I mean, I, again, bring back Rachel Talalay. I'd have her directing every <laughs> every episode next season if possible. I really would do. I think it's one of the one of the like, one of the, the positive things out of this this episode for me. Well, you begin to think that is is she becoming Moffat's go to director for his 
Yeah, sort of like um, Graham Harper. Grandiose endings. Yeah, like Graham Harper was for RTD. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Possibly. But uh, Yeah, now the other thing as well, um, when the Doctor was talking about when he he got lost in the, the Matrix, and it was the race that showed him... You know the way out when he was a child, um, or when he when he was younger. Um, but then he said he 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 ran away because he was he was scared of you know about the, the knowledge of the, of the hybrid, and he ran away with the president's daughter. Are we to assume that that is Susan? Yeah, I mean that 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 was what was coming to my mind on that. Yeah. Uh, again, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> she says I was. What was it? I was older, and I was. What was it? Uh, something about. I can't remember exact words now. Yeah, it was. It was Clara gave him cranky a, and cranky. Yeah, it? Clara gave him a look. So that's exactly what you're like now, mate. You know. Yeah. Um, so I quite like like that line, but um, yeah. I, again, I don't know if he's just there just to. Was that one particular time he ran away or? I mean, mate. I don't. I don't like. There's no question that. I mean, that, that there's um. Of course, at that stage, of course, the president could have been his son, daughter, or whatever. So if he ran away with the president's daughter, he would have run away with his granddaughter. That's true. That is very, very it doesn't, true. It doesn't rewrite. Doesn't necessarily rewrite. It does history. But I, I, what I, I like the mystery about the doctor, and yeah. I think we're slightly beginning to lose that somewhat. Really, it not, he, he doesn't have to explain everything about the character. Yeah, little bit slightly unraveling, and you don't want that. No, no, no I, I, I really, well, yeah. yeah, I really no, don't. I, I didn't, I didn't want that. It's like, it's um, where you get with the master and as a boy. Yeah, I didn't necessarily need that to be honest. No, well, it, it didn't really seem to make it. I mean, I, I don't really want to talk about um, sort of the you know, sound of drums and last of the tunnels and everything, but um, again, it, it didn't make much sense because I can't imagine Delgado being driven mad by the sound of drums in his head. No. I, re- I just can't imagine that, you know. Um, but anyway, um, back back onto, back onto this story. So, but then, of course, we, we, we get, as we just alluded to, the, the, the classic TARDIS, um, which looked gorgeous. I've got to be honest. It looked utterly gorgeous. Um, by all accounts, it's actually an amalgamation of, of different versions of the original console room. She had a little bit from um, Hartnell, a bit from Pertwee, a bit from Tom Baker. It was it was little bits of everything chucked in. Um, but obviously, the console was the original, or well, a copy of the original Hartnell console, and it looked it looked lovely. It really did. Um, and the original sound effects as well, from when the doors opened and things like that. You know that little nice little hum as the doors. Opened. I, 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 it was great. I loved it. That's that was the highlight of the episode for me. I'm afraid. <laughs> But actually, what it made you think on that was is why they wouldn't use that sort of console now, because there wasn't a lot to do in there, was there? No. If you're talking about how uh, different shots from up above and mm. tra- different tracking shots are in the TARDIS, you're not going to do a lot with that <laughs> if you had that as the console room all the time. Not really. Not really. No, it, it would have been a bit... At least the, the, the new room is a bit more sort of dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, really. Um, but yeah, there's not, not a lot you can. Mind you, as I said though, Rachel Taylor, she did do um, yeah. some really good things with that. She really did. So yeah, I, I'm not gonna 
Um, I'm not going to. But you can, I can remember, you know, stuff with the Fifth Doctor when there was quite a few of them and they're sort of sitting around on the floor. And <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else there. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it did sort of remind me, it did take me back to that. And I said, yeah, no, I can understand why I you don't do that. this anymore. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. But, Mind the odd wall of Randall's, but not. <laughs> yeah, it, it just—it was just a nice little thing to yeah. see again, wasn't it? Really. Yeah, yeah. And, and an ideal way to use it as well. Yeah, I think so. To bring it in. Yeah, I think it was—it was a nice thing to do. Nice thing to do. Um, now let's talk about performances. Well, you can't knock them, really, can you? Um, no. And as you said, this—this this was more of a um, a character piece. Uh, than anything else, um, and again the two leads were were brilliant, really. I, I mean, as I said, it wasn't the story we were expecting. I wasn't entirely sold on the idea of Clara coming back. It's a, yet again, a, a scriptwriter can't let go of one of his creations. It seems mm. to me. Um, but anyway, yeah. I, again, it was brilliant that the, you know the scene between them um, when he's trying to open up the 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 exit out of the the Matrix was really good it was the look on sort of clara's face when she realized that he, he spent four billion years trapped in there just so he could find, find the way back to gallifrey yeah uh which i and thought he hadn't was great. Just given in because he needed them to basically if, it, if he'd given them the information on the hybrid he'd have had nothing to bargain for yes. to get her out exactly yeah so i mean i liked i like the, the sort of look on her face when she you know sort of like what the hell did you do that for you know yeah um I I really liked that. I really did like that. Um, but yeah, it was it was just I don't know. I don't know. It it, it was good when they were they were together, but I don't think the story around it would it didn't really do much for me. I'm afraid. No, it it, it just tried to throw it tried to throw out more questions than it answered. Yeah, like and you come away thinking, well, are we going to see the president again? Are we going to see Clara again? Are we going to see Hashilda again? You know, it's just, yeah, okay. There, there actually isn't necessarily anywhere this story's gone now. No, I know. Yeah, it's a bit. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm really sort of quite. I don't know. There's a thing because I don't think it was the the, the episode I, I expected. I it's not the fact I'm disappointed. It's a character piece. Um, it's a. It was a I, I brave suspect, thing to do. You know, I it's. Suspect. Give me a couple of weeks. Let me watch them all three again, and I'll enjoy them. Yes. But. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Probably. I'll probably watch it I again. Think, I think at the moment I'm just sort of, I'm looking at it and all I'm thinking about are the things I didn't like rather than just sitting there and just watching it and just letting it flow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I say I liked the acting. The acting was great. The scenes between the Clara and Doctor were, were fantastic as usual. Capaldi um, is probably the best actor to ever play the Doctor, hands down. Um, and I think Jenna Coleman's probably one of the best actresses to to play a companion, yeah, I really do. Oh, certainly to to as well to give credit as to be given a an a, a, a character she could get her teeth into, yeah, and situation yeah. she could get her teeth into, yeah, exactly. I mean, slightly unfair on some of the other companions because I don't think anybody uh, in the in some of the other series has really had the opportunity to. Well, no one's been given show a full range. No, and they haven't been given that level of importance in the Doctor's life either. No, because you think about what Clara has done. Yeah, um, 
th- throughout a, a time with the doctor. I mean, she's she's splintered herself throughout his entire his entire life to to sa- try and save him at, at at certain points. She was the one who gave him those words of wisdom when he was in that boy's home in Listen. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, and the amount of things she's she's done for him. I don't think any other companions have that much importance, and I include Rose in that as well. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's so, I mean, it's, it's a great character. I don't, oh yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, like, I like stopped the... him in from committing the, the 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 act that led him to the position he was when Rose came along. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I, but, I, I like that. I like the the mind wipe scene as well. Um, it's you know just saying, wouldn't he just be great if we just you know get in the TARDIS and and off we go sort of thing. But then you had the sort of like the, the what I did like actually was the re- reverse of the mind wipe. It, she had actually, you know, affected the polarity, yeah, of of that little device, and it, it wiped the doctor's um, memory of her. Um, which, which, sort which of I thought thing. was a, it was a nice then, little twist then on it. Really, did bring some sense back to the the whole Nevada and Diana scene mm. in the fact that you then get the realization that. Because you're watching, obviously, you are meant to watch that as originally, as in, this is the Doctor meeting Clara, who doesn't realise who he is. Yeah, and then obviously, immediately at that point, you realise, of course, it's the other way round. The other way round, yeah. It's the yeah. Doctor meeting Clara without knowing who she is. Yeah, yeah. So no, I did, I, I liked that. I did like that, and I thought again, it was it was it was very well acted as well. Um, what do you think of sort of like Clara and, and Ashilda? Running off having their own adventures in their own TARDIS. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't know. It, 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 it's uh, if to be honest, if that was the last we see of them, fine. Yeah, it won't be though. It's it's the it's it's the fear now that yeah yeah I, they're that... going to be cropping up from time to time. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. No, I I just thought that you know, um, Maisie Williams. She was a bit better this week, I thought. Yeah. I thought she was she was a little bit better. Um still wooden in you know, with some of her line reading, but I thought she was a lot a lot better. Um Yeah, I, I just, I'm just still not sold on that character. Again, it's it's one of those characters that has been created and, and the and the creator of that character can't seem to let them go. You know, they the have prob- they have the to keep having ongoing have adventures, character. you know. Yeah. The problem I really have with that character is I can't get past the feeling that it's created just so that me would become ambiguous as to what it meant. Yeah, I, um, I agree. I do agree. Yeah, and that's the only reason for it. Mm. You know, and that for to make that such a major character to to give that character so much prominence just for that. Tr- to play that trick on the watcher. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Nah, I don't. I don't either, to be honest. Mm. I, what, I, I, what, I think that's not the last we're going to see of that that character. Uh, anyway, it really isn't. Can I? Can I just get my major moan of this front episode oh, what, out? What, what you haven't? <laughs> I haven't. No. <laughs> and that is, can we just have at least one scene that hasn't got music swirling underneath it, trying to tell us how we should be feeling? Or Doctor Who's always been guilty of that since it came back, really, hasn't it? But I, it just felt like it really was. Mm. I, I was actually starting to listen second time when I listened to it today because I was into it on iPad and I had headphones in, and I was actually starting to find myself thinking, "Can I actually find a bit now that doesn't have music in it?" Yeah, 
So you can. I must admit, and the last couple of weeks, I've I've found hearing the dialogue very very difficult. Yeah, it's not even that. It's just you've got these great scenes, and just play it to to let let the let the words sit there. Mm. Don't give them a backing track. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I just didn't see the point of it in places, and it just really overtook. Sometimes the music overtook the the acting and the what was being said. Mm. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Not, not just from loudness, but just it was creating all the mood where it didn't need to. Well, that's what music's supposed to do in a, in a drama, isn't it? But I, yeah, I, I, but, I do but, take but your you, point, though. But yeah. to use it for effect when you need to use it for effect, not, mm. not, not everywhere. Every, every single scene, yeah. No, yeah. I agree. I agree. I do agree with that. Um, and, of course, to end off this, this particular episode, a new sonic screwdriver. Yes. I don't mind. I don't mind, to be honest. Nah. Um, it's very elaborate. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. It's a very elaborate-looking sonic screwdriver. Um, is it in time for Christmas, though? That's the question. Do you know what? No, it's not. It is not in time for Christmas. There is no replicas available at the moment. I, I believe that um, it's Rubber Toe Replicas actually built this prop. Right. They supplied it, and um, as of yet, it's not available for sale. So it does not look we're going to... I don't know if we're going to get the, the cheap £10 ones that you can usually get f- from Forbidden Planet, or we're going to have to buy them from Rubber Toe Replicas for 200 quid. Hmm. I, I suspect there'd be a mixture of the two. I hope so. I certainly hope so. Be around. But, uh, yeah. No, I mean, I've got no problem. I mean, we've, no. we've, we've got... We've, the Sonic Screwdriver is here to stay. Well, well, a Sonic device is here yes, to stay. Yes, indeed. And, indeed. And, uh, to be honest, yeah, let's go back to having a screwdriver. Um, if, we, if you're going to have one, then at least make it an iconic piece. Yes, indeed. Indeed. So I, I feel really terrible about having a downer on this on this episode. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's not it's not necessarily, actually, that, why, that I, I, I'm looking back on it and thinking, what a terrible... It's not a terrible episode. No, it's not. That's the dilemma I'm in, because it's not a terrible episode. It's actually quite a, a, a good episode, but it just didn't work... As a whole, for me, there, there were. Yeah. As I keep saying that there are. It was made up of good bits, and it, and it yeah. didn't. It didn't gel for me, unfortunately. Maybe it will on the rewatch. Maybe get yeah, a bit of time. Unfortunately, you know. I've I've watched it as somebody who's going to talk about it yeah. and knows he's got to talk about it. Yeah. Um, I am looking forward to watching it just to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Uh, it's a slight problem doing a podcast, really. I just don't know whether you do end up not enjoying things as much as as you could. Yeah. And I just wonder how really good this series would have been mm. had we not been doing a podcast about it. Yeah, for us. It. You know what I mean? Just yeah. In terms of talking. So I have quite liked it, mm. most of it all the way through. And you think to yourself, actually, considering that we are probably putting it under quite some scrutiny. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's probably stood up very well, so... Yes, yeah, okay, okay. Well, that's what we kind of thought of it. Um, so, yeah, I, I did, in, yeah, I kind of enjoyed this episode. I know we've sort of been a complete down all the way through it, but I did kind of enjoy it. Um, it just didn't work as a whole for me. And there were just some as bits, I, there were just some I, bits I thought, bit... no, don't, you know, why did you do that, Moffat, you know, so... Um, As a bit of pure entertainment, it's brilliant. It is, yes. Yes. Um, if you want to sit there and say, I want something perfect, no, it isn't. No, it's not. Not by a long shot. Not by, not, no. for, not, for, not for us, and then it's anyway. A question, so. It's a question of where are you really... What are we really trying for here? So, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. no. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm not. I still. I still recommend people to watch it. Yes. Certainly. Certainly. Now, that's what we thought. Um, but let's have some listener feedback. Now, first up, we have from uh, Ben Reed. Hello again, Ben. Thanks once again for writing into us. Um, he says, "Hey Phil, hey Paul. Here's what I thought of Hell Bent." I have mixed emotions regarding this episode. On the whole, I really enjoyed it. The Sonic Screwdriver returns. Not terribly sure how I feel on its design. The Sisters of Khan pays us a visit once again. A Shielder uh, also pays us a visit. All of these things please me as it were. On to the bits I'm not sure about or flat out dislike. There was the hybrid issue once again. It seems as though all fan theories were discussed in the episode without a real answer, unless I'm too thick to have noticed it, which is very possible. A resolution would have been nice if they're going to continue bringing it up. The conclusion, though, wow, where do I even begin? I was good with Clara being this right up up until then. She was helpful, useful to the story, but she had to go back to the moment of her death. Forget the storyline being that the universe must have her death or unravel. How about we get an actual proper death? To have Clara out there with the TARDIS means she really never has to return to the moment of her death, ever. So will she uh, never really die unless she wants to? That doesn't seem likely. She, along with Ashildur, stroke me, look like they're enjoying the TARDIS a little too much. Uh, for me, at least, that cheapens things quite a lot. Adding to the new TARDIS also has a non-functional chame- chameleon circuit. Chalked up to their inexperience, I suppose, but it seemed lame. Well, overall, though, I thought I... Um, so overall, though, I really did enjoy the episode and look forward to everyone's thoughts on it. I'm always curious to see how far off my assessment is. Take care. Well, as it turns out, Ben, your assessment wasn't too far away from ours, was it? No. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, quite um, um, quite similar. Now, another one from uh, uh, this one on Twitter. This is from um, Cosmic Chris on Twitter. Um, it says, Hi, Phil. Some thoughts on the finale. A spectacular series of moments rather than satisfying story, which is yeah, which we said as well, actually. Uh, Moffat clearly, clearly playing with themes and the lengths we will go to for love. Trouble was, one of the key motifs of post-2005 Doctor Who has been the lonely Time Lord missing his people. Now he finds them, spends 10 minutes in the village not talking to anyone, then another 10 minutes trying to escape. Uh, Gallifrey seems to be an adjunct, which was a shame as it could have been an emotional return home. Also, this is the second finale where the Doctor has done something against his character, smashing up the TARDIS in a temper tantrum last year, despite us being told the TARDIS is the Doctor's wife. Now he shoots someone in cold blood. Some great moments, though, that old TARDIS wow, and a nice narrative structure. Therefore, a flawed ending, some good moments, but ultimately unsatisfying. Yes, exactly how we felt as well, actually. Now, um, another one from Twitter. This one's from uh, Wickedly Ace. Uh, I know this. Is, I think this is actually someone who follows me on Facebook. This is Nissa. Hello, Nissa. Um, I thought they had potential, but I would have preferred more Doctor Gallifreyan moments. I also wish that Moffat could keep a companion dead and not bring them back to life. All in all, eighty percent good, but could have done better for a finale. That's kind of sort of what we're saying, really, isn't it? We could, we could have done better. Yeah, really. Could have done better. Um, now, on to a sort of... The, the... So, just just to break into this, and I'm sorry to, to, to people, whatever. Yeah. But I just you start to actually, with Moffat not wanting to kill companions and whatever, you almost get to the feeling about where the five-ish doctors thing, mm. where he's laying on the... It's Moffat was laying on the sofa and it, the face is going round and Edric 
Yeah. You actually wonder whether that is Moffitt's dream. <laughs> he, he just he's somewhere there that feels that he want he could have saved Edric if he'd have wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> and has now vowed never to let a companion suffer his feet. <laughs> I think you could be right there, actually. Uh, right, okay. Now on to some other um, feedback, this time from our um, Facebook pages. Um, Ash Farbrother um, from the rather wonderful Hammered Horror podcast um, says, rounds off my favourite season in years. I feel I'll be doing a complete a season rewatch before Christmas. I know it's not been everyone's cup of tea, but I'll certainly be happy to get a second cuppa from that bag. Thank you, Ash. Uh, John Michael Lindsay um he writes off first saying, I think I need to rewatch it because I don't want to judge it by, um, by its second half. Um, and I think then further down, uh, John Michael does write back to us and he says, OK, second viewing. And I really enjoyed it a lot more. But there are still some aspects I have issues with. First, the good stuff. An excellent performance again from Capaldi. And another great example, Rachel Tellerlay's talented direction. The storyline was well-constructed, giving us the long-awaited uh, return to Gallifrey. The classic TARDIS console, complete with working central column down, uh, door sound effects, was a nice touch of nostalgia too. It does leave the question as to why there's no explanation as to when stroke why Rassilon returned to the presidency. The things I don't like, however, are the soundtrack to start with. After the perfection they achieved in last week's, it's a shame that it's gone back to being OTT, which is what you said yeah. as well. But yeah. Um, Maisie Williams gives yet another mediocre performance, a character that's unnecessary, in my honest opinion. Uh, she brings nothing to the story, yet the ending seems to indicate she might, sadly, return. Which brings me to another issue, the ending. Do we really need to have Clara survive again? Why can't she just be killed off and be done with it? Don't get me wrong, Jenna put in a convincing finale piece, but enough is enough. Her Renly's story is beyond tiresome now. Hopefully, this will be the end of it as we go back to River in 19 days. Yes, we do go back in 19 days, actually. Um, now, Jeff Waddle f- first writes to us the two Zygon episodes and the last two parts of the finale were the best who, uh, I've ever seen in Who. The rest of this, this season varies from awful to meh. I prefer season eight, but when it nailed it, this season by crumbs, it nailed it. However... He then goes on to say later on, he said, I liked it on transmission. I got carried away with the old TARDIS, Capaldi's acting and Gallifrey never looking better. And now later I realised I didn't know what the hell it was about. And looking at posts today, I don't think many people do. It was a mess. I'm fed up with the whole rewrite thing, the whole mind wipe thing and generally the whole tone of it. Nobody can definitively say what the hybrid is. I doubt even the writer can. And even if they can, it makes no sense, at least not to me. As for cheating death and whizzing around the universe until you have to return, what the hell? Hmm. Okay. Now, unfortunately, some of the some of the other um, comments sort of continue in that vein. Actually, um, Martin from the Bad Wolf podcast says couldn't hear a word of a uh, single line of dialogue over my kids, but I think I liked it. Um, Andrea Volmin uh, writes enjoyed it. Can't quite compete with Heaven Sent, but a satisfying conclusion to an excellent series. I thought I'd hate Clara being sort of brought back, but the hybrid resolution was Dr. Donna done right, and the amnesia solution is a brilliant way of starting the next series anew without the Doctor being all mopey and emo. That's a good point, actually. um, Yeah. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because how how far for a Doctor that had given that much for Clara... Yeah. If he doesn't, if, if he isn't wiped, 
then yeah, where does that where where, does that leave him for the next series? Yeah, precisely. Hopefully in a better place. Yeah. So anyway, Andrew continues. She's, um, she says, um, I also like that Clara has redesigned herself. Oh, sorry, redesigned. Sorry, my, my eyesight. I also like that Clara has resigned herself to her fate while still leaving the door open for Clara and me to have a few adventures first. I also love that they went there with the half-human uh, thing. And boy, Moffat has said that um, before that a healer was like a mother to the Doctor. Maybe there is more to that. Okay, thank you, Andrea. Um... Next up, Ian Thomas McLean writes, Typical bloody Moffat. Take from that what you want. But I'm happy he's forgotten Clara, just like we will, eh? Uh, 7 out of 10. But it's still coming down to great ideas, lovely imagery and beautiful lines, but not very well tied together. Okay. Uh, Kieran Hyman uh, writes to us. He says, Greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. The only problem I can find is that in the closing credits... The female general is listed in all capital letters while the others are in lowercase. And he's put a little screenshot. And it's true. Yeah. It's almost as if they couldn't believe it. Yes. <laughs> a female general. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Well, that's um, that from that particular page. Let's go move over to our Facebook page itself. Now, David Galve writes, um, Where to begin? I like Clara from the start and I didn't want her to die. She was my favourite companion since Joe Grant, but when she was killed, I thought it would be wrong to bring her back, but the way it was done was great. She has got her own TARDIS, what a writer Moffat is, and it is going to make the anti-Clara fans uh, going mad. Uh, yeah, it will do. Uh, I have to say, it's one of my top ten episodes. I watched it again after it ended. We also have a possible spin-off ready to go. Uh, thank you, David. Ben Rush uh, writes to us, well, here we go. First off, I can see where all the people who dislike the stories point and respect them. But I found this one of the most human of stories this series because if you get rid of all the flashy toys, use the story, uh, new stories, it's all about hope and never giving up on your friends even in death. The performance, even me, were fantastic. And if Big Finish ain't knocking Cardi's door down to do a spin-off, I would be shocked. Now to the flashy. Love the classic console room and the new Sonic. Anyway, bring on Christmas because we need a, a daft silly one after all the darkness. Okay, thank you, Ben. Now, last up for the uh, the, uh, the feedback, we have some audio feedback. And what you're going to be hearing is a previous um, guest to this podcast, Robbie Bonham. Um, and he sent us a little, um, a little review of uh, Hellbent, which you're going to hear right now. Uh, hello again, Phil, and hello for the first time, Paul. Um, this is Robbie Bonham over here in Dublin. I just tr- thought I'd throw my two creds worth into the conversation as to what I thought of the, the final episode, Hellbend. Um, I absolutely loved it. I'm assuming the two of you did. Um, it's be, so I won't add to that conversation. It was brilliant. There's nothing else you can really say. You've probably made all the points there is to make. Uh, just a few small things that I quite liked about it all. I liked the whole knock four times coming back into it. You kind of know when it comes to Doctor Who when there's knocking four times and cloister bells going off at the same time. You know all manner of stuff is about to happen. Um, I thought it was very funny, the reference to um, Gallifrey being Space Glasgow. That was quite good. Uh, the the Matrix rates were brilliant. That was a great idea. Um, I should use that as a villain in a future Time Lord story, I think. Um, the uh, It was great to see the classic TARDIS as well. Um, I'm assuming that's the same TARDIS set they they built for an adventure in time and space. It's nice to see that getting used again anyway. 
Um, I like the reference the doctor made to running away with the president's daughter. I assume that's Susan they're referring to. Was she the president's daughter? That 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 would that that sounds like a good. They don't put it in concrete that that that's or in stone that that's what happened, but it, it just adds to the doctor's history a little bit without actually saying too much. Um. The whole me debate, or the whole hybrid debate, I suppose, as to which one of them was the hybrid. Like, I, I liked the whole Doctor being half human debate being reopened back up because I think a lot of people won't like that. I think a lot of people wrote the, the that reference in the McGann movie out of canon in their own heads, but I'm sure Moffat of all people would find a good way to bring it back in. Um, about the Doctor being the hybrid, I did notice a reference the Time Lords made to. The prophecy of the hybrid, a particular phrase they used was the hybrid would break a billion hearts to heal himself, which more or less describes what happened in the confession dial to the doctor himself. Um, even the bit where they, where they find the Dalek in the Matrix and he's saying, exterminate me, exterminate me. I'm wondering, did the Dalek mean exterminate himself to put him out of his misery or was he referring to me as in a shielder? I'm sure a shielder being an immortal living to the end of time, she must have had run-ins with the Daleks several times. Um, but yeah, it was all quite good. There was a lot of there was a lot of good stuff in there. I actually found the episode quite emotional. It more like it didn't even feel like the death of of a companion because she's kind of still out there temporarily. It actually felt more like a, a very a very painful breakup, like. When a couple have to break up but don't want to, it kind of had that heaviness. There was that nice little moment between the Doctor and Clara where they're both holding the device to wipe the memory and it was kind of like the last thing they'd ever do together, you know. There was kind of a heaviness to it. But uh, yeah, it was a brilliant episode. I was half expecting after the end credits for the words to come up on screen, Clara and me will return in Dodge the Raven. But uh, <laughs> that's a story for another day. I do actually have a couple of ideas about how their adventures would eventually have to end. But that's a, that's a debate for another time. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. And um, I've really been enjoying your own podcast throughout the series as usual. Uh, keep it up. It's, it's a great podcast. And I hope to talk to you again. Thank you. Thank you, Robbie. Much appreciated, my friend. Much appreciated. Yeah. Now, um... Really, we had to have some more feedback in a minute, um, but I'll, I'll lead up to up to that. Um, but really, as as sort of wind this up, really, Paul, from our point of view, what did you what did you think of this series as a whole? How would you sum it up? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I can't think of. I think it actually, the, the, for me, and I don't know people uh, have a go at the Gatiss episode, mm. but for me, the worst two episodes were probably the first two. Really, the Dalek ones, really? Yeah. Um, other than the Doctor and Davros scenes. It wasn't particular. I don't know. I just never really... Don't look back on those with as as a much-watch episode. Mm. Much preferred when we got to Under the Lake and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. To be honest. Um, and I don't think there's... I don't know. There's just not been... I probably still think my favourite... Capaldi story so far is uh, the Mummy one from Series Eight. From Series Eight, I yeah. don't think anything's in this series has has quite got to that in terms of in terms of an enjoyable story. I think I think his performance of the Doctor's got better. Mm, yes, and I think has been allowed to get better. Yeah, and he's been given more room to take the character. Mm. Um, 
So I think Series 9's been better from that point of view. And I'm now just, yeah, interested to see where we go now. Yes, with um, whether Series 10. Or, let's, let's see what the Christmas special holds in store for us yeah. first. Um, yeah, let, let's now see how he gets on with his first own genuine companion. Yes. Once we get past the Christmas special, obviously. Yeah, obviously, obviously. Um, fr- from my point of view, I think this has probably been one of the bravest series of Doctor Who since it came back in 2005. I think it has been... There's some very, very brave script decisions. There's some interesting ways they want to take the Doctor... And the companion as well. Yeah. Um, not all of the stories really work for me. There's some that didn't really sort of um, sort of hold together for me. But I think overall, even the ones I didn't like, they still took risks with the stories. Yeah. And and that's what I really liked about this series. They weren't afraid to do that, and it has been quite divisive. Um, but to me, that's what good telly should be doing. It should be getting you talking. Yeah. You know? I mean, they, they've certainly. Certainly, got for this series, they've know what they've got, yeah. and that is bloody good actors. Yes, and I, 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 I totally and agree with you. Capaldi has has taken it to another level this series. Yeah, he really has. He, I, and I, with I, that in mind, they've been able to take risks because they know that you you can make an episode with just the Doctor. Yes, because and it and it'll work. Yeah, it will do. Yeah, they've got a, a, a fantastic lead actor there, um, and they can make some really good use of him. Yeah, um, yeah, fantastic. I, I, he's been he's been the, the the most consistent thing throughout this um, throughout this yeah. season. Um, as has Jenna Coleman, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like her. They don't like the Clara character. I do like the Clara character. I just don't like the way it, her exit's been treated. Mm. It, it's it's that whole thing again. The companion will never die. They will keep going off having adventures. Um, it just seems to to cheapen, which I thought was a good exit for her. Yeah, um, but at the same but at the same token, I'm going to miss Jenna Coleman. To yeah. be honest, I mean, I mean, as we said about this episode, I think the one person that was true right the way through was her. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, which I think probably says, well, yeah, we are going to miss her because. Well, and then part of me wants to say, hopefully, we're going to miss her. <laughs> well, yes, <laughs> quite, but, uh, yeah. quite, yes. Now, that's what we thought. As I said, there's a little bit more feedback to come because um, that's what we sort of thought of series nine individually as, as a whole. Um, but I asked some other people you who you might be familiar with, and they're going to introduce themselves anyway. What they thought of series nine, and um, let's let's listen to what they thought. Hi, this is Erica Ensign from the Verity Podcast. Series 9 started strong, continued strong, broke my heart into a million pieces and stomped on them, then got even stronger, then sort of half-acidly sewed my heart up. But can you really ever fix a broken heart? Hi, Phil and Paul and the Who's He Listenerdom. It's Jim from the Crinoid podcast here. I really enjoyed Series 9. Series 8 was great too, but this year the highs were higher and the lows weren't so low. We had some truly flabbergasting episodes and some pretty amazing performances, particularly from the regulars. And this time, the multi-episode finale was stunning, satisfying and memorable for all the right reasons. Cheers! Hello, Phil. This is Mr. Chris from the Pharos Project. That's the Pharos Project. This year's season of Doctor Who has been the most consistently good one since the show came back. The end. 
Hi, this is JR from the Blue Box Podcast, and here's my one-sentence review of Series 9. This was the year in which Stephen Moffat reintroduced the two-parter in a big way, essentially using the basics of the structure to tell a variety of interesting but not always successful stories in which the second half was more often a comment on the first rather than a continuation of it, and which, despite some rather clunky expository foreshadowing, which is probably acceptably clunky, given that the target audience is still children, in spite of comments to the contrary, which tend to ignore the kind of grown-up Doctor Who we all watched when we were children in the 1970s and 1980s, managed to come to a wholly satisfying and even rather poetic and affecting climax with what is possibly Moffat's best series finale to date, rivalling the Big Bang and even approaching the Day of the Doctor in the way it handled telling a complicated story with simple emotional resonances in a way that was as straightforward as it was cluttered and as timey-wimey as it was easy to follow, and that even made some of the less satisfying stories from earlier in the series seem better with hindsight by bringing the overall level of consistency up to a par with Series 8. This is Radio Free Scarrow. I am Stephen in Edmonton. I am Warren of Vancouver. And I'm Chris in Edmonton. And Phil has asked us to um, give our one-sentence reviews of Series 9. Is that possible? Can we do that? Like, not like each of us. I don't, I don't want to try and like speak the same sentence at once without having rehearsed it. <laughs> um, so there's, a, there's an improv shtick where you kind of, where you do that, and it, it often turns out poorly. Well, yeah, we wouldn't even know the first, we, we never agreed on anything. We can't agree on the first word of a sentence. Do you have, uh, Chris, do you have, uh, can you describe Series 9 in one sentence for Phil on the Who's He podcast? One word would be consistent. One sentence would be, I enjoyed the hell out of this. That's it? That's your sentence? Okay, Warren, you got a sentence? I got a word, and that's epic. Epic. That's even shorter of a sentence. I might have mm-hmm. to, like, I think maybe, I was thinking. I to you got to go down to one letter at this point. I rate. have, not even, I have to go, here's my, here's my review of the Series 9. <sighs> There we go. Ah, just a gas. <laughs> Nicely Audible played. Gas. That's all it is. That's a, that's that was our opinion of series nine. So there you go, Phil. Hi, this is Mark from the Blue Box Podcast. So we reached the end of series nine. I really enjoyed it. I thought the stand of the stories overall wasn't quite as strong as series eight, but um, there were still some great ones in there. I think under the lake and before the flood, uh, the Zygon two parter, and Heaven Sent. Uh, were all really strong stories. Um, And also I thought the finale worked really well. Um, Certainly one of the stronger ones we've had since the series came back. Um, Capaldi still continues to shine. I think he's superb as the Doctor, um, which is a shame because I feel some of the stories this year didn't perhaps live up to the standards that he was setting out in his acting. But, you know, that's a minor quibble from me, I guess. Um... Jenna Coleman, this is her final series. Um, She's been brilliant throughout. I think the way she went was quite emotional. Um, And I think the fact she came back for the final episode, I don't think it cheapened that at all because she's still left with that ending. She can't escape it. But at least this way she gets to go on and have some more adventures. Um, so I thought that was a, a kind of a nice way to leave it. Um, and I think it's going to be interesting next year to see, or maybe not next year, maybe the year after, who knows, um, 
to see Capaldi with a new companion and see a different dynamic. And I think that will just freshen things up again. Um, so, yeah, really positive, very enjoyable. And look forward to seeing the Christmas episode. Well, there we are. There seems to be sort of a, a, a good cross-section of, of, of opinion there. Um, yes. It seems to be most a lot of people just liked it. <laughs> There we are. So that's good. That's a that's a that's a that's a damn good sign. That really is yeah. a damn good oh, sign. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it has yeah. been it has been well worth watching. Yes, it certainly has been. It really it's got, has been. It has been. It's well, it has sort of been must see. You've sort of been wanting to see what next week's episode was going to be. Yeah. Just because you thought it was going to be something different, and you was really looking forward to the to it. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. So I mean, I've all I've, I mean really to sort of wrap this sort of season. Um, review strand up is just to say thank you to everybody who's sort of contributed uh, to the episodes over the last few weeks really and, and especially today we had, we had an awful lot of feedback to to read out and, and to and to include into the into the show I just want to sort of thank everybody for for contributing really we've, yes. re- we've really enjoyed getting all your um all your feedback and um little audio bits and pieces it's been it's been really really great and please do keep sending um, your stuff in, you know, we were always, always really willing to read it out on the podcast or, or if you've got any audio stuff to include that on the podcast as well. Um, so really that, that wraps up this season's reviews. Crikey. It does. It does. Now, um, as we said, after this series ended, we're, we're going on, on a, a different schedule. We're going every other week. So that means, um, we're going to have a break for a couple of weeks, aren't we? Yes. Yes. So, yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's everyone at home going, hey. Uh Now, what um, is going to be happening? When we return, it is going to be our Christmas special. Uh, and that means it's a, a return to a Doctor Who Christmas special of Christmas past. Um, and we're going to be doing the, the Christmas invasion. We're back, yes. to the, we're back to the very... What we're going to do next Christmas, Paul? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no idea. Um, but yeah, so we're going to be doing the Christmas invasion, which obviously was David Tennant's uh, first story as the Doctor. So as I say, that's going to be um, that's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks' time. However, if anybody out there has got any thoughts um, on the Christmas invasion after all this time, please do write to us. Um, you can email us at who's he podcast at yahoo.co.uk. Uh, you can leave us direct messages on Twitter. If you follow us, you can find us at who's underscore he underscore podcast. Um, you can also find us on Facebook for our Facebook group. And also our Facebook page as well, if you just search for Who's He Podcast. So, and again, if you've got any audio feedback on that story, send it in. Please do send it in. Um, I don't have a feeling we're not going to get much here on the Paul. But no. <laughs> Nobody cares about stuff from 10 years ago, but oh well, never mind, never mind. So, that's it. That is it for us for, for another week. So, um, thanks again, everybody. So, uh, we should be back in two weeks' time then. So until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye.
were listening to the Who's He podcast, please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance.